Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the show this week. I am glad you joined me. This week, I have with me a special guest all the way from California. Well, he's not with me, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, I had a pleasure of interviewing Mr. Lennox Gibson. Uh, kind of a serial entrepreneur. He's got big plans. Uh, and most importantly, his plans include uh, expanding the kingdom here on earth, which in my opinion is one of the most important aspects of Christians owning, running, and doing great at business is to have that goal in mind. And uh, so it was a pleasure to be able to talk with him about that and hear his journey. Before we jump into it, though, I do want to thank the patrons for the show, Mr. Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Make sure you head over to TrueStrengthApparel.com and check out all he has going on. Uh, He's still in the works of expanding and doing some great things. So as soon as that comes to light, I'm sure we're going to share it right here on this show. And also, Mr. LT Smith, he is a Christian hip-hop artist. Uh, Please go check out his music and support what he's got going on musically. Uh, the link for his YouTube page is provided in the description of the show. And also, head over to businesswithbordeaux.com. If you know anybody who might be interested in being on the show, who might be a good fit for me to interview for the show, head over there and contact me there. Uh, or you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at jasonbordeaux one And so, anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Mr. Lennox Gibson. Welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I have a entrepreneur. Uh, he resides all the way out in California. Uh, interesting story. Uh, I found, well, he found me and I looked up his stuff and a uh, really smart young guy, my age, uh, pretty incredible. I have with me Mr. Lennox Gibson. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Man, I appreciate you doing this, man. Uh I know business owners are busy, and so anytime somebody takes the time to share their story, uh, I really appreciate that myself. And so, um, so I know that uh, you have a your your company is no pressure uh, pressure washing, right? Uh, that's which, our that's one of the businesses, right? So that's one of your businesses. So right. I do know that you have a YouTube channel, right? Um, I love what you're doing with that, and uh, I the the quality's great. And I'm real big on making sure things look professional and right. sound professional and all that. Right. But um, I just want people to get to know you just a little bit more, where you came from, what got what got you inspired to to be a entrepreneur and take this business route. Man, you know, I would say I've always been interested. You know, back in the day, I was telling my wife the other day that in um, high school, you know, I went to a, you know, I, I say we grew up kind of middle class. Um, we went to a relatively, you know, nicer high school, um, and, uh, around surrounding around the high school, there was, you know, just these extravagant homes, million dollar homes. And in high school, man, I would go out and knock on these folks doors, um, not trying to sell them anything, just asking them, how did you get there? And I mean, that, that kind of started in high school. I mean, I, I uh, found a pressure washer that was underneath our home um, right before I went to college and I started power washing homes. I think I made a thousand dollars in one day. And, you know, I had that big statement that every entrepreneur makes when they make money for the first time. I will never work for somebody ever, ever, ever again. 
I worked for McDonald's after that. And uh, so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't right away that things took off. But um, I think just getting that, you know, just tasting business a little bit, just just I just was like, man, I, I enjoy this, you know. And so we kind of went from there. Nice, man. So uh, high school was one of those times where I think a lot of us, when you make a little bit of money, it feels good to have done that yourself. And uh, so did you did you focus on business entrepreneurship in college or anything? Yeah, I went to um, North Carolina A&T and uh, I majored in business um, uh, management. Um, I went there for two years. Um, it was at A&T that um, that I was actually uh, I went back home. We would visit back home and I was playing video games with my cousin and and beating his tail on street fighter i just heard this voice say i was beating his tail jason <laughs> and, uh, and uh i heard this voice tell me i want you to start a christian-based clothing line so i went back to my college and started cutting up uh, all the clothes I, I could find that i wasn't you know wearing at the time and and we started a clothing line back then but uh, yeah i majored in business uh management at a t so did you already have clothing line experience or making clothes or anything like that no I had no experience in nothing, you know, that's kind of like the, the tell of the story for me, man. I just, I kind of, um, I just, I don't say no to an opportunity in, until I try it, you know? So, um, and that's, that's panned out to bless me very well. So no, I didn't have any, any fashion experience. Um, I left, what happened was there was a guy, it was an artist back in the day that I used to be acquainted with and the church I was attending had like, you could go to the church, you know, at five o'clock in the morning and go pray. And in that um, prayer room, um, the Lord told me, uh, Cal- I just heard this. I just heard him say California. And so I looked up all the fashion institutes in California. Now, Jason, I went to a um, North Carolina A&T is the HBCU. I don't know if there's still, I think there's still an HBCU and good, great college. But there was a um, there was a. Uh, it was a, a white teacher there, you know, and um, he most of the teachers were African-American. But this guy was he was like an entrepreneurship. I don't know, specialist. He would just kind of come in and I didn't fall asleep in his class. And what happened was I built a relationship with this guy. I didn't know this at the time, but this guy was a, a multimillionaire. He had sold his business and just had come to our university just to give back, kind of just was just training the students. I built a relationship with him. When God told me California, I found all of the, the colleges, you know, fashion institutes I can find in California. And on the very bottom of the list was a fashion institute by the name of FITM, um, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising out in L.A. And um, the, uh, the lady who accepted me into the school, um, her last name was the same last name as this guy who started mentoring me out in North mm-hmm. Carolina. So she she read that and said, I don't need to know anything else. If a Heinemann referred you, I'm going to accept you into the college. <laughs> that's where I started to learn a little bit more about fashion. That's pretty cool. So it's interesting the way God works sometimes. Just in, Come on now. Come on. You know, we, we, we see coincidence, and right. or some people see coincidence, and other right. people see divine intervention. Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, man. So that's, that's pretty incredible, man. Now, when did you uh, – so did you – continue to pursue your own uh, fashion line whenever you went over there? Did you put it on pause? What was that transition like going from here to there? And I say here because I'm actually in North Carolina, so. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, you know what I did? I didn't notice that. Um, 
You know, before I left and flew out to Cali, um, we had started the label in, in North Carolina at the school and it was selling. You know, I had one design. Um, it was a, and we still have the design. We still have the clothing line is the Freedom T-shirt. And it had like a it had the word freedom across the chest with eagles, an eagle on the chest. And it said freedom from like lust, anger, war, poverty, racism. So on college, on this college campus, we were selling shirts, man. I think we sold like 800 shirts or so on the college campus. Um, you know, it was kind of interesting because, you know, you would see the shirts everywhere. You see the shirts in the church and, you know, you go on, you know, Facebook or something and see somebody wearing a shirt in a club. And you're like, uh, right. you know, OK, here we go. You know, and so it was it was designed to be like a witnessing T-shirt. And so uh, we would use it. We would just walk up to people and say, hey, is there anything on my shirt you're struggling with? And somebody would kind of pause for a second because it was kind of unconventional, you know, versus just saying, hey, do you know Jesus? And uh <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to be a little bit different. And so they would say, you know what, man? Yeah, I'm struggling with poverty. I'm struggling, you know, especially college students. That was a big one. <laughs> right. You know, I'm struggling with racism or lust or drugs or whatever. And so we we sold a lot of shirts there. And then when I moved out to California, that's when it did take a, a pretty decent pause because um I had no money and I was traveling. I would wake up at like three o'clock in the morning to... I stayed with my uncle, my uncle, uh, who was in the military, opened up his home to me, which was just uh, just divine, you know, that he would he just moved to California right around the same time. God dealt with me about moving to California. He opened up this home to me and I would I had to sell my car to move to California. I had just had a kid and me and my wife weren't married at the time and uh, we're married now, but we weren't married. And so it was a, a big transition because, man, my family was totally against me moving because everybody thought I was running um, right. away from my responsibility. So you can imagine the emotional toll that that took. And so we moved out to, I moved out to Cali and I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning to ride my uncle's bike to the mall to catch the bus to Corona, which was 30 minutes away to catch the Metrolink, to go to Orange County, to go to LA. And then I would get off the train to walk to Ninth and Grand. And I'd do the same thing in reverse. We were <laughs> We were hungry. Man, man. So how long did that last? Two years. Two years. Two and years. this was all while you were in school? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, he had a little, uh, <laughs> like a little bucket. He let me drive every once in a while. I would take out there. I mean, you know, so, I mean, but besides that, you know, we were waking up pretty early just to get down there and do that, man. So Right, right. Yeah, hard work and humility is really huge when getting started. Um, especially the humble part, because I think a lot of times whenever we uh, are aspiring entrepreneurs, whenever they get started, they think they're supposed to have the nicest of everything. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and they'll get, you know, the most professionalized programs and all this, that, and the other before they ever even start their business. Right, right. And um, so, you know, they put all their money out, they blow all their money, and now they actually have to make some money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one question I do have to ask you, I went to business school myself. Uh, do you feel like business school helped your ability to start run your own business? Oh, man, that's a dangerous question. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I think you, you're probably because you may know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> did it help? Uh, I would say it didn't hurt. I okay. would say it didn't hurt. Um, you know, I think that, um, 
now running a business full time, you know, having this dream when you were younger and then now being 30 and, and being full time in business, I think this we're going on our fourth year full time. And, um, you know, a lot of the skill sets that it takes, they, they don't teach in you know, a traditional university. You don't you don't find it. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, for my kids, I'm gonna do it a little bit different. You know, I'm gonna kind of find out what they're interested in, and and then we'll kind of pan out and see. You know, if college is the best route from there. Uh, but entrepreneurs are built built different, man. And if you're not supposed to be in business, being in business now would tell somebody don't start a company. But if right. if you're being led to start a company, start a company. But if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have, if you're not built like that, don't do it, because it could tear apart your family finances and. Um, you know, and your future. So, but if you are jump out there, you know, gotcha. Gotcha. So a very practical question. How did you know whenever, how did you know that the calling to go to California was from God or just something you thought up? Man, you know, it, you know, what's kind of funny the, the the church I go to now, they teach a lot about how to be led by the spirit and how to hear the voice of God, which, you know, in today's society, people think is is a trip. You know, some people may call you crazy if you say you, you heard God say something. Uh, but he does talk, and I can hear what he's talking about. At the time, I just knew I heard something kind of on the inside of me. You know, like I said, we were spending time praying in that uh, in that prayer room at the church. I wasn't praying to hear. I didn't. You know, at the time, I don't know how much knowledge of the word I really had. It wasn't a lot. Uh, but in praying, I just heard. I, I was in the room by myself, but on the inside of me, it, it, it just, you just, this just where California came up, kind of just bubbled up uh, out of my spirit. And I, I was able to catch that. And I, I wrote it on the board. And, um, and so it, it came from the inside. It wasn't like I wasn't praying to move. We just were seeking God just to get closer to him, you know? Right. Yeah, that's incredible, man. I think a lot of times we, we go into prayer and we want a direct answer to a direct question. <laughs> and then, you know, we might not get it and then we I freak still do out. That now. We... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. So, um, so after you, uh, so did you finish the design college there? I did two years. I didn't finish there. Uh, man, I, you know, for school with me, my wife thinks it's terrible cause she's, she's the smart person. She loves school, but me <laughs> school has never worked out like the way maybe I planned it to. Um, I would love to answer differently, but I got to be honest, man. I mean, I didn't finish there. I spent a lot of money there, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. man. So when did you, uh, when was the, the next step in, in your business adventure and, uh, and, and doing what you do, uh, at your job, man. So we do power washing, landscaping, street sweeping, um, and we're expanding into different things now, but I was a wireless manager um i sold phones i started with like a multi-carrier thing selling like all the different carriers and then i started picking up in my spirit that transition was coming i worked in san juan capistrano california um and uh and i started picking up transition well a buddy of mine who i had used to work with previously contacted me and said hey man i'm getting promoted uh he worked for sprint he said he was getting promoted and he said hey um, I want you to come be the manager of this store. Well, I was driving an hour a day to work and I was getting, you know, kind of, you know, I wanted some change. Right. And so this job was a lot closer to home. 
And um, however, there was two stores that were open. And this this part comes into where, man, people, it's important that people marry right, because my spouse, Brittany, she she really, you know, I was debating between these two stores. One was an hour away still and one was 30 minutes away. And she looked, she's like, you're just going after the money. Why would you? You're tired of driving. Why are you even contemplating <laughs> what store you want to go to? Wow. And this ties into how I'm doing what I'm doing today, because if I would have chose the wrong store, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And I, 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 I was honest with her. I said, you know what? You're right. I am looking at the money because it was a it was a big difference when I was going to be making 80 grand or 50 grand. Mm. You know, that's a that's a that's a whole salary difference in between that median. Yeah. So I said, well, I said, uh, let's go for the 50. You know, I said I was sitting on the couch and God said to me, he said, um, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, not a location. And when he said that, I knew exactly what he was telling me. Go choose that Hemet store. Now, the store I was choosing was it was in the hood. You know, it was it was not a desirable per se location. And uh, when I first went to the store, I almost didn't take it because of the way it looked. Well, you know, the blessing makes rich. And so, you you know, go take that blessing and be a blessing. And so we, we took the store. I ended up making more money than the store in Orange County did. Wow. Um, at that in the hood location. Uh, and so um, it was at that location that, um, you know, I've always had a background in cleaning. So I cleaned up the store. The store got like a $70,000 renovation. And one day I was pulling up to the, um, actually, I got to kind of back backtrack a little bit because at my church, my pastor started preaching on um, releasing your faith for divine ideas and businesses and stuff like that. And so every day going to work, Jason, I would just release my faith. Father, I thank you for divine ideas. I thank you for a business. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for it. And one day pulling up to the location, I had been managing the store for maybe about a year. And, um, and I pulled up and, and I just was attracted to, there was a lady who was doing day porting on the property. And for anybody who don't know what day porn is, she just was cleaning the property, you know, picking up the trash and throwing it away. And um, her name was Deborah. And for some reason, I just something just inside me is just like, go talk to that lady about power washing the building. Well, you know, my background was power washing from high school and college. So I said, you know, hey, Deb. Um, and before I got to add before when I moved to California, I tried to power wash. I tried to make money doing that. I didn't get a single deal. And this is six years later. And I just want to clean my building. I'm not even trying to make money at this time. I'm literally, I told, I said, hey, Deb, I just want to power wash my building for free. Right. I am not trying to, you know, I just want to do it for free. And she looked at me and she said, you know, me who wants to make money, you know, she looked at me <laughs> and she said, uh, don't do it for free. And I wasn't even thinking about making money because I believe in being excellent. You right. know, I didn't own that building, but I wanted to keep the outside looking good because I wanted it presentable for customers that will walk in and, you know prospect or potential customer. So uh, she looked at me, she said, don't do it for free. And that was that sprint building was connected to a whole shopping center. And we got the entire shopping center. I got the Walmart next to it and we started to grow. Wow. Wow. Now, is that the same Walmart that's on your website where you do the, the there's a photo of a Walmart there. No, that was the second Walmart we got. Okay. That was okay. One. Yeah. So you're running, um, uh, a wireless phone store and you get into pressure washing. So are you doing both at one time? Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Uh, we were doing two at the same time. So I was, I was, I had to be to the store pretty early before everybody got there, but I would wake up at like, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning. 
um, to go or 12 o'clock. Sometimes I go power wash for a few hours and then I would go to, um, you know, man, I think about it. I don't even think sometimes, man, I would power wash. Oh, I would go to, I'm like, when did I take a shower? I would go power <laughs> wash, go, go, you just got to do what you do sometimes, but I'm telling you, but I would go power wash, go to, you know, the gym and uh, take a shower there. Uh, and uh, at least I'm gonna say that for now on radio, but uh, <laughs> I guess, but uh, I would do that and then I would go and you know, um, open up the store, so yeah. Uh, gotcha, oh, gotcha. So, you know, I just I remember I was actually going to Bible school too, so I would go power wash, go take a shower, go to Bible school, and then go to work. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a pretty hefty deal. So I'm assuming your time management had to be done really well, or did you? kind of get forced in learning how to do it. Did you already have that down? Yeah, I mean, time management is huge. I mean, time management is huge. So I would say that I did have it down. I kind of had it mapped out how long the store would take me and then, I, you know, how long it would take me to get home, you know, how long, you know. And to me, man, I kind of made it a game. You know, instead of complaining about stuff, I kind of made it, man, I think I'm going to get home at, you know, at 6 o'clock and then I can do this. And, you know, I kind of made it like a game and how quick can I get home, you know, and get a shower. So, yeah, right, right. the time management was pretty on point. Gotcha. Now, how much was your wife involved in, in all these decisions and processes? Did you run everything by her? Uh, because I think I've heard some people, even some business owners, where they just leave work at work, business aside, and then they're, you know, just with their spouse at family time. Uh, how was your kind of uh, marital uh, involvement in that? Uh, Well, my wife always been involved she's yelling at me in the background right now that's why i said bible school because she, she brought that up she's like bible school she's from south carolina so if you could hear her accent it's, it's crazy but um so yeah man she I, I i probably um should leave work or business away from home sometimes but man i'm one of those folks jason that i'm kind of like all in when god right. called me i'm all in man and so it's not my mind that's just involved in my business. It's my heart. It's, it's my passion. I love it. And um, so I bring that to the house. My kids are involved with me. Um, so, yeah, me and my wife discuss things. And she is more of the life of the party. So she she kind of bears through those conversations sometimes. She's like, you know, like you talk about business, but she, she'll talk. She, she's such a good sounding board. So, um She'll discuss it with me if I want to discuss it for 24 hours a day. And uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of blessed that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm the same way with my wife. Uh, she makes sure that we take vacations. Yeah. Because if it was left to me, I'd just be no in vacation. my office working yeah, on stuff exactly. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I feel you on that. I totally hear you. And, you know, that sounding board is really good too. So uh, you know, it's yeah. great that you have that there with your spouse. And so, after you had started doing both, uh, was it a long transition out of the store? Or? It was about, um, you know, I started to sense, and I think this is where people kind of get, um, they can kind of miss it. Because, you know, as a believer, God will transition you. You know, you go from glory to glory, so he always has something more. But how you transition out of where you're at, I think, is important. And so um, I started sensing the grace lift. And it took about, after I started sensing that, it took about six months. And what I mean by, like, I started sensing the grace lift, things that didn't kind of irk me started irking me at the store. 
you know, because anytime you, you, God calls you to do something, there's a grace to do it. And so like, if I'm the president of the United States, there's certain things that maybe wouldn't bother me, you know, if I'm graced to be the president versus, you know, if I'm not, and I'm in a position. So there was certain things that just didn't bother me, um, you know, employee deals or customer deals. But when I started picking that up in my spirit, one of those key signs you notice is that start, stuff starts to bother you a little bit more. And that's, that was a sign that the grace is listening for this season. And so it was about six months. Um, I had to be faithful, come to work, you know, still have the right attitude um, as, as I was the manager. And so, um, but it was about six months before I transitioned out into full-time business. But it, I truly believe if I didn't go through that right, I, I probably would have forfeited what God had for me. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important. Uh, a lot of times people tend to jump ship before they're close enough to the next boat oh my god and then they start oh, that's, drowning that's, yeah that's a good analogy yeah that's it i mean i'm gonna steal that i stole that from dave ramsey i'll, I'll give oh okay i was gonna <laughs> say that's actually that's very vivid you know i, I, I would him. say i would say that um every transition you know i've done in business in my career me and my wife have been on the same page what with the exception of this last one and i told her i said honey it's it's time to to transition. And so she was like, I don't think it's time, you know, I don't think it's time. <laughs> and so I just was like, I knew in my spirit, there comes a point in time where, you know, as the head, you know, um, I have to follow my spirit, you know, over what anybody, whether it's my spouse or it's a family, I got to follow my spirit. And i tell you what, that has proven to bless me, my mother-in-law, you know, because it was a big deal when I left like a huge deal. People thought I was leaving my child and she's with me today. And, um, but, and I asked God, I said, God, why would you do that? You know, why would you pull me like that where it would look like that? I mean, you know, it just didn't look good. It looked like I was running away from responsibility. And, you know, God finally answered me. He said, when it came time for you to go, it came time for you to go. Meaning that no matter who you had attached to you or what you had going on, I had a plan for you. And so I had to follow that plan. And so I've always done my best to follow my spirit. And I, my mother-in-law called me not too long ago, Jay, and she said something, man, that honestly, it brought me to tears. She said, uh, she said, she kept having it come up and she, she, she's a believer. And she was like, you know, no, it's years. You know, he forgot about that and da, da, da. And she called me and she said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that, um, that, I so appreciate. She said, you know, when you left, we thought you were leaving too soon. And you, you know, you know, family, like I said, family members and da, 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 you know, didn't agree with what I was doing. And she said I was right along with them. She said, but what your your obedience has proven to bless my life. She said what you did has blessed my life because of who the church I'm connected to now, my pastor she, my mother-in-law listens to her and it's changing and changed her life in so many ways. And she said, and God told her, if it wasn't for his obedience, you wouldn't even be hearing the word that his pastor's been preaching. And she said, and so man, when she told me that, and she said how, she told me how important it is to be obedient. She said, I'm so thankful you've been obedient. And it's blessed my family, Jason, that I was obedient against all odds, so to speak, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and it's it's always a blessing whenever you when you, especially when you do something and in it yourself you can't really figure out yeah uh, why this why? is what it is <laughs> and then so you're true. thinking you know and I think one of the hard things especially maybe for us guys is you know is it the responsible thing to do 
Mm. And yeah. that's where, you know, even when you're battling scripture, like you read some scripture mm-hmm. that says this, some scripture right. that says that, and you're trying to, so, uh, so, and that's where being able to listen to the Holy Spirit really, really matters. That's now, the key. Um, so you're doing the pressure washing business. So you said you do multiple, do you have, do you own multiple businesses? Well, we do the power washing, which is MPPW services or no pressure, pressure washing. Um, uh, and then we started the um, CNT, which is Christian Entertainment Network Television. And so that's the YouTube channel. That's what we're doing there. Uh, God just dealt with me about sharing my testimony. And um, and that's what uh, you know we have on YouTube as well as another video. But we started the network. And so we're doing that. And um, similar to what you're doing, um, obviously, you've been going for a little bit. So, you know, uh, you got a good show. But we're, we're starting out with just our uh, sit down with Lennox Gibson. And so, you know, we're interviewing Christian business owners. Same thing. Right, right. And, uh, and like I said earlier, man, you know, I've read or I've seen the two videos because one's of you sharing your testimony. Then another one, you had a couple up there. Right. And, uh, and it's done extremely well. You have a level of professionalism there that I do not have. And so keep going for sure. Thank now, you. I'm curious, though, do you have like do you have like another studio that you record those videos in or how, how, what's the logistics of that? Um. Well, the testimony was shot in our office, which is where I'm at now. Um, and then uh, the the second video is shot uh, at the um, business owner's um, location. And, and with the show, what we're going to do, like actually this week, I'm getting ready to go to Merced, California. And we're going to take the show on the road. So there won't be like a stable, you know, sit down. I, I, my goal is to have it, honestly, Jason, be more like a TV show. And so gotcha. when you look at that quality, I'm I'm doing, we're trying to take it up another level. And so um this this you know the when we do this next video shoot in merced um this weekend we're actually interviewing my pastor's son and uh i'm telling you man i'm kind of not nervous or anything like that but we're doing like we're gonna be on a gun range and you know it's just gonna be a lot of and my background's not camera my background's not film and so the production team couldn't go and so i'm filming this myself i got a couple people going up and we're just shooting the whole thing ourselves so Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, that's one of the big things that track stars really wanting to do: create, you know, studios to be able to shoot biblical movies that actually follow the Bible, you know, right? And, uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's awesome to see just folks on the West Coast going for the same thing. So that's pretty cool. Now, um, now I do want to jump back into your your current business, your pressure washing business. Okay. When did you first get to a point where you actually had to hire other people to come on board? Oh, uh, so we started power washing locations and we were making, um, you know, even with the first location we took on, um, I, w- I was only getting paid half of what the previous power washer was being paid. And so that obviously we stayed working for um, in the wireless business at the time. And so as the company grew, when I was on different locations, I would notice that um the street sweepers who had the contracts weren't doing a thorough job. And so I started to, um, I started to inquire about street sweeping because I was power washing the sidewalks, but you know, obviously there's, you know, parking lots. And so I noticed that these street sweepers, it wasn't tough what they were doing. And I was like, man, I could do that. And so, um, I started noticing what they're doing. A guy gave me a shot at doing that. And when I started to take on that second arm of the business, street sweeping is when we had to start, um, looking for help 
And that was a big process. But um, I've still at times had to power wash and street sweep in the same night, uh, which is a lot, you know, but we um, we did that. But I would say once I brought on that second arm of street sweeping, I needed help. And so we started to hire from there. Now, what was kind of your requirements for that, for hiring somebody? What were you looking for um, as the uh, the hiring party? Man, you know, this is where, you know, I think this is, is a good question because as a Christian business owner, I, you know, sometimes, man, you can get too, um, you know, rutted, rooted, or just, you could just like be too spiritual. You know, it's, that's not, <laughs> I hate to say that because you can't really be too, I mean, spiritual is what you want to be, right. but you can be like, man, I want to hire a Christian or I want to hire, you know, you know, my, my requirements were, you know, that somebody uh, looked excellent. They at least came an interview with you know looking like out they were being interviewed um and they were respectful um honest uh, and and had a resume put together some sort um but honestly we started with folks that we knew uh, and to be honest man that was a tough transition because it didn't work out for a while it took a while for me to find somebody who had the work ethic um that it took to kind of to help me you know right right yeah, I've actually heard from, uh, it's actually a pastor I listened to. He said, you don't hire friends. He said, you don't go into business with friends. Right, yeah. And he said, because right. that's not what the relationship is there for. Your friends aren't there for that relationship. Uh-huh. And uh, so did you have any kind of hurt relationships that took place? Or was there anything that was kind of severed because of that? Or did you, were you able to transition out of it? Um. You know, I didn't hire anybody who was necessarily like a friend friend. I have a guy working for me now who was a roommate and we've developed a relationship and he's actually my manager. You know, you got to just follow the spirit on those things. But um, there were a couple people who went to my church uh, okay. that we hired. And um, those those most of those I'm thinking those, you know, we have a Bible school at our church. And so some of the kids that were coming in, we try to help them out and give them work. Um, but not everybody has the same work ethic. And, you know, there were some tough relationships, things that we kind of had to kind of work through. Um, but what I did was I kept somebody else in the loop. <laughs> gotcha. And gotcha. so to kind of hold myself accountable and them accountable. So, uh, yeah. Cool deal. Cool deal. Now, was it um, did you talk with other people at the church about individual or like did you ask people that knew them or was it just straight? They just gave you a resume, came in for an interview uh, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, we, we, I was, I would just reach out, you know, to people. If I saw somebody who I thought, you know, um, you know, and this is where you got to be careful with, because like my pastor said, and I think you just kind of alluded to it was that, you know, you don't, you don't hire people to help them. You hire people to help you. And I think early on, I made that mistake. You know, she has a, a building staff CD and she said, you don't, you know, you 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 have you're compassionate towards people so you may see somebody's financial situation or know that they you know could use some extra money but you don't hire people to help them you hire people to help you and so i think that's where i messed up early on um but i i would reach out to people who i saw who maybe um i know needed employment um and that sort of thing so yeah right right now one other question i was going to ask you and i forgot to ask earlier is whenever you first started out with your present washing business, did you have like an office that you ran it out of or was it just like out of your home? Man. Oh my gosh. The, 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 uh, the 
Power Washer we first bought, uh, it's a little different now, but when we first started, we had a, um, a small power washer and I, I, but I had a big customer and I, I drove around that power washer in my Altima. Mm. Uh, it's not, not the, the vehicle for a power washer, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but to answer your question about the office, no, we didn't even have a adequate, you know, transportation for the power washer, let alone someone for me. No, we just ran it out of our home and, um, and it, then it, it began to grow from there. And now we, we have an office today. So when did you know you definitely needed to go ahead and get an office? Because that's one thing I I think some people try to rush into because it's part of that, oh, I feel more like a business owner now if I have rent to pay. Dude, man, you asked a lot of really good questions, man. Those are, <laughs> those are the, the questions to ask. Um, and hopefully, you know, I say this right because, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they're like, um, they're very intelligent. Uh, they're book smart. Um and my dad doesn't like when I say this, but I'm not that guy. You know, mm. I, I just, I rely on my spirit. God has taught me how to follow my spirit. And, um, and, uh, and I think to the benefit, because if I maybe was a lot more, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I read, I'm intelligent in the sense of I, you know, I handle a business, so I know what I need to do. But when it comes to like, you know, how people would consider being very intelligent, I'm not that guy. So I was driving on the road headed to Corona for a job or something like that. And I kept sensing something in my spirit and I didn't know what it was about. And so I believe in praying in the Holy Ghost and I just started praying it out. And I prayed out office and I said the word office, office, office. And so at that point in time, and the funny thing was, even though I prayed it out, um, I kind of got in the mental arena in the sense of, um, I didn't want to pay for an office. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. so, uh, but, uh, I was talking to a guy who was an accountant and I was just stopping by his office and I was in his office talking to him and his office was like kind of empty and it kind of had one other office in there. And I just was like, mm, they may, I think this is what you were talking to me about when I said, when I prayed out office and I said, so, and I just asked him, I said, Hey man, have you ever tried to have a, uh, someone else in your office with you? How did that work out? And he was like, yeah, I had somebody, but they just left. It didn't work out. And he was like, are you interested? And I said, I think I am. And so uh, we kind of, um, so he's an accountant. So I actually share offices with an accountant, which is very helpful. And so um, that's how I kind of got into, I didn't really know of a time. I didn't look at my business finances. I wasn't looking at a cash flow report. I didn't look at my, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my month end report. I just, the Holy Ghost knew and he told me it's time to get an office. Right, right. So do you handle all of your, uh, your HR stuff or do you have a team? My wife helps me with HR. She's that personality that's just real good with HR. Um, so yeah, she she handles me with she handles she helps me with HR a lot. Yeah, gotcha. I think that's one thing that's hard is you know because some people are just gifted in some areas that's not gifted in others. Right. You got to recognize that as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, you really do, and you have to build on your strengths and find people who make up the difference in your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I guess being a wife that can help you do that, that's, that's a huge blessing. Not everybody has that. Right. Everybody has that. Right. Yeah. I think for her, she, she kind of has that personality and, but God told me help you, you know, your family was going to be, she, he told me my family would be my first employees. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I say that lightly. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, 
So, I, yeah, we, we brought her on to do HR, and, man, and she just took over it. And, and you know, and then I hired a manager, too, because I, I, there came a, time, a point in time in the business where I knew, I knew that my personality was maybe going to be a little too aggressive to be direct contact with an employee. Um, I had to learn that. Um, and my wife said something to me, man. Man, she just said something to me that just hit me between the face, and it was just, it was God. And she said, not everybody's like you, you know, not everybody. She said, you have W-2 employees. She said, you're a business owner. And she said, W-2 employees. And there's, there's nothing wrong with being a W-2 employee. You know, I need, I need W-2 employees, you know, but she said, they think differently. And, um, I was, I was treating my W-2 employees kind of like business owners. I was aggressive with them. And so that aggression I knew needed to be to push the business forward but not, I was going to be too aggressive with maybe a person. And so um, I had to create a buffer. And so that's when we started hiring my wife and uh, a manager. Yeah. Right, right. So what would you say right now, since you have a manager and somebody handles HR, what are kind of your personal day-to-day kind of operations with the business? Man, I, currently I still power wash um, at times. And so like last night I was power washing. Um, but what I do is I'm very organized. Um, I have a calendar. Um, so what I do is if I wake up in the morning, uh, or when I wake up in the morning, not if, but when I wake up in the morning, um, <laughs> but, uh, she got that insurance on me. So she's like, Oh, no, don't, no, don't say that too loud. Don't yeah, say I know how. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when I wake up, I, I kind of write out everything I need to do in an organizer. I kind of list everything that's in my head I know I need to do. Um, I get to the office um, and I kind of start tackling those um, kind of main priorities. Um, so I'll go through, I'll review emails. I get that out of the way. Um, I get it, you know, I get in front of phone calls. Um, I do my best to delegate what I know I can't spend my time on to my manager or my wife. Um, I'll get her. I'll say, hey, this is what I need. This is what I need. And this is what I need. Um, And so I can focus on talking to my customers because I like to kind of I want them to know who I am and I want them to know that I'm here. uh, I'm accessible. I'm reachable. And so I do my best to stay engaged with them as well as reaching out for new business. Right, right. Yeah. And I think it's really good that people see uh, the face behind everything. Right. It helps you build that trust. Right. And so, and I actually heard a pastor, he said that he would never hire anybody to go and do anything for him because he believes that, uh, that he has a special anointing that when he gets in front of people, he can like that anointing goes with him to the meetings. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, yeah. That's very true. The anointing that's on you, you know, God said the anointing that's on me for business causes deals to come to me. And so he told me to start saying that. And so when you, you, if I send, you know, I'm a, I hate to use someone, but I'm going to use my, my assistant. If I, if I send AJ down to go talk to a manager for me, that anointing is not on him like it's on me. And right. so, and the favor of God, you know, that's on me. And so I need that anointing to be present to start influencing them to give me that business. So he's right. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's huge. And I just started learning about that about six or seven months ago. Oh, so, nice. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's very important to understand uh, where your gifts and earnings are. And, um, and so for you, that's, that's great. And now 
right now, what's your kind of next focus? What's your next step? What are you working toward uh, as as a business owner? Well, with with uh, my heart is to own a couple different companies. I, I just want to keep going because we need to fund the gospel. And that's the biggest thing. I'm not trying to make money to just take care of my family. You know, uh, I believe the Bible, you know, the Bible talks about that. Let, let his let 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 the plan of God be established. So um, that's why I want to own multiple businesses. So right now, my goal is to get each company to a place to where I'm not stepping away, but that it can kind of start operating on its own. I never had a desire to have a mom and pop business. I don't want a small company. I'm not interested in anything small. Um, and so um, I want to get the right people. I need to, we're believing God for the right people to kind of help come alongside to run these companies so that I can keep going uh, to the next thing. So, And I'm so glad you said that because, you know, part of, uh, part of my heart in business is making sure that nobody ever has to go begging for money. Right. Especially going to the world, begging for money and for financing and and all this stuff. And I believe that all of those, you know, and we consider that blessings of somebody who owns a random secular business, you know, sends in a donation or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think the church is supposed to be dependent on that. Right. Right. I mean, I think we're supposed to be dependent on God and, and using God's people. And, you uh, know, man, my, my business, the current MPPW is debt free. Um, mm-hmm. We don't we don't have any debt. And um, and and people say, well, well, how did you do that? Well, what if I have to go get a loan to start? You know, hey, listen, follow God. You know, you got to start somewhere. But believe God that you can finance it or that he would finance it, right. you know. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you, we got to be financiers. We can't just be always asking people for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bar a slave to the lender. Right. And right. I don't want to be a slave to anybody. I mean, you know, so that's right. right. You know, just just trying to stay in a financial biblical sense as best I can. And, right. Um, so, yeah, man. So are you are you thinking of creating businesses or just helping uh, helping other people start their own businesses? Man, I'm I'm. I definitely want to create some businesses. I, I'm, businesses are always going through my head. I have to honestly, you know, stay focused sometimes. I try to just do my best to just follow God on that, you know, what's something new to start, you know, and do, um, you know, because you can't divide your focus too much. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we just want to start new companies um, gotcha. and just expand what we're currently doing. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible, man. Well, I mean, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time, sharing your story, your experiences. Uh, it's, it's great to see a guy of my age who was doing big things, who was stepped out on faith and really followed God through the whole process. Cause I think, you know, a lot of times we get so stuck in our own heads mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to listen now for what, what God has coming, you know, to you from him. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, thank you for allowing me to be on the show. I mean, you have an awesome show. I appreciate it. Obviously, I wouldn't just jump on anybody's show. And so I kind of, you know, was listening through a few of the interviews and I was like, you know what? I like this guy. So I want to I want to get on his show. So I reached out to you. So, yeah, I was kind of confused because I was like, (laughs) well, he doesn't have an online business. So Uh I was thinking, I don't understand, you know, because a lot of times people are selling a book or they have something that they're going, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, this guy's got a pressure wash. (laughs) <laughs> and so 
I was kind of, I thought somebody's emailed the wrong person. But, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> well, man, great, we found man. you. Man. Yeah. Where can people keep up with you and, uh, and just stay inspired by you, man? Well, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, Lennox Gibson, uh, L-E-N-N-I-X, um, not the boxer, not O-X. Um, but uh, that and then the sit down with Lennox Gibson on YouTube is what we're doing. And then C-E-N-T TV um, on Instagram. And um, that's how you can keep up with what we're doing. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, y'all make sure you go follow that, uh, the YouTube channel and you know, support what he's got going on there because uh, media is one of the biggest influence. It is the biggest influence to the world, That's media right. in general. That's and right. So I love that you're thinking in that mindset and you're going that route because it's it's very powerful. Yeah, it is. So, so yeah, man. So y'all make sure you go follow him. Uh, I'm gonna provide a link for the YouTube channel in the description of the show. And man, I just pray that you continue doing what you're doing and things keep growing and that God's hand is all over it, man. Praise God, man. Thank you. All righty. That was the interview with Lennox Gibson. Uh, great story. Great guy. Uh, I, I wish he was over here on the East Coast. He's all the way on the West Coast. But uh, either way, though, you know, that's the beauty about being online, having the Internet to connect us all over the place and to be able to support each other and what we're doing. And so I appreciate what he does and for uh, reaching out so we can get this interview done. And so make sure you support everything he's got going on. Go check him out in his YouTube channel. And again, I want to thank the patrons for this show. Speaking of support, uh, Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Uh, please go over there and check it out. He's actually got some Solomon's Porch podcast t-shirts as well. Uh, if you're not familiar, Solomon's Porch podcast is another podcast that I am a part of. And uh, it's a great, fun podcast. It's a very christian ease podcast so if you're a christian you like hearing about the christian faith or interviews from christian artists that's a great place to go and check out and i appreciate you for doing that and also don't forget businesswithbordeaux.com uh just to check out my blog postings i have business blogs uh i'm wrapping up a bibles or bible and business blog series and uh so go check that out let me know what you think and what else what else what else uh oh yeah Make sure you check out Track Stars, man. Uh, the Track Stars podcasting network is going strong, and uh, it's such an honor and a blessing to be a part of that. And it's incredible just to be able to uh, have them help boost this show. A lot, of, most people have found this show through Track Stars, and so I appreciate them for that and for the the love and support that they've given me throughout this journey. And I thank you for listening in this week. And uh, make sure you join us again next time. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already. And always remember that the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.